Hello and welcome to the Eat, Train, Recover podcast. I'm your host, fitness professional Justin Jefferson. This podcast covers all things fitness, nutrition, and wellness and is dedicated to helping everyday individuals live the fittest and healthiest life possible. Hey, what's up, everyone, and welcome back to the Eat, Train, Recover podcast. And I actually just got back from Mexico a few days ago. Um, I had an incredible time out there. I'm back in New York now. It's the beginning of November, so you know it's getting chilly out. Missing that warm weather, uh, but nonetheless, we had a great time. Everyone made it back uh, home safely, uh, thank God. And while I was out there, I, I, for the most part, I stuck to my routine. I was, I was very active. Um, I mean, it's easy to be active when it's, you know, 75, 80 degrees, you know, in the middle of November. Um, so I was outside most of the time and I got up, ran the beach every morning, utilized the gym there. So stuck to my routine pretty good. Um, my nutrition, I kind of ate what I felt like eating when I was out there. Um, I didn't go too crazy, but, you know, I ate some things I wouldn't normally eat. You know, I was on vacation. I enjoyed myself. And while I was out there, um, I was able to stay in a caloric deficit because I came back and I seem to have lost a <laughs> half a pound uh, in the time that I was there, the week that I was there. Um, so that was cool. And it just made me get to thinking, you know, someone was actually asking me how that happened when they asked how my trip was and if I gained any weight. I told them I actually lost half a pound. And we actually had a discussion. I explained to them, you know, why and how I was able to do that um, without even really thinking about it. You know, I was just super active um, for the most part. And again, I was... I ate what I felt like eating, but I didn't go too crazy. I'm not an alcohol consumer myself, so my calories came from from the food that I was eating. Um, I still drank mostly water out there, uh, mostly bottled water. But uh, it came down to uh, my my just my neat my non exercise activity thermogenesis. So what that means is we're taking a look at the calories that we're burning when we're not working out. Okay, the calories are burning when we're not working out. And I feel like this gets overlooked a lot of the times because we we think about, you know, some of the things that are at the forefront when we talk about fat loss. Obviously, nutrition is super important because you got to be in a caloric deficit. You need, your body needs to be burning more calories than you're taking in if you want to lose body fat. And then obviously we go into our resistance training. Um, we're looking at our resistance training Building that lean muscle tissue and maintaining it is going to directly drive your metabolic rate. The more muscle you have, the higher your resting metabolism is going to be. Um, and then we obviously have our high-intensity interval training, right? It's a shorter duration of, of activity, a higher intensity. It's going to lead to a greater calorie burn after the workout because our body is trying to bring itself back to its normal levels. And in doing so, it burns a few more calories than it normally would. And then we have our traditional steady state, you know, our, our longer duration cardio, maybe from 30, 45, 60 minutes, where the calories burned um, from that activity are going to typically be burned within that time period, that time frame of your activities, right? So you're not really getting a super increased calorie burn after the fact if you're staying in a steady state, Um but, you know, those are all important components of, of reducing your body fat and, and of fat loss. But 
one thing that gets overlooked is that NEAT that I mentioned earlier, that non-exercise activity thermogenesis, those calories are burning when we are not in the gym or not working out, wherever you're working out, not, you know, running or lifting or, you know, whatever the case may be. And this is super important because I, along with having, you know, a personal training studio, I also have uh, corporate fitness and wellness uh, programs. We get contracts with companies and we go in and set up on-site fitness and wellness programs for them. Um, and we'll do their fitness classes on-site. We do educational workshops, things of that nature. And one of the things I've noticed over the past few years is just running, you know, this type of, of program for different companies is the average person who sits at a desk from about, say, six to eight hours a day is managing anywhere from probably 3,500 to maybe 5,000 steps on a good day, right? If they're not really pushing for that additional activity. Um, and that's pretty low compared to the recommended amount of ten to 12,000 steps a day. You know, we want to be as active as possible. And if we are sitting at that desk six to eight hours a day, there's a good chance that we sat during our commute to work, which probably means we're going to sit during our commute home and then we're going to get home. And if you're not going to do anything else, you're going to sit in front of the television, sit at the dinner table. And again, if there's not much else going on activity wise, that's a pretty sedentary lifestyle, right? So that means you're neat. That non-exercise activity thermogenesis or that extra calorie burn outside of workouts is pretty low. And remember, fat loss comes back comes back to that caloric deficit. So we're going to want to make sure we're giving ourselves the best chance possible and, you know, being as active as possible and getting our body to burn as many calories as we can outside of the workout. I mean, even if you're working out an hour a day, you still have 23 more hours in a day and hopefully you're sleeping for seven or eight hours of that remainder. Right. So that means we have to take advantage of the time that we do have when we're awake and listen, if you're working a job that requires you to sit, you got to do what you got to do. It's totally understandable, you know, but understand that your legs, which is the which are the most metabolic part of your body, are in a, in a sense canceled out at that point um, because, you know, we're sitting. So how do we, we counteract that? How do we balance that out? Um, for starters, very, very simply, even if you're sitting at your desk, you know, all these hours of the day. If you're allowed to, I'm not going to tell anybody to violate any any work policies, but if you're allowed to, take a standing break. Take a break from sitting. Even if it's once every hour, if you can stand up for five minutes, you know, get those legs active, maybe take a few steps, walk over to the printer, do what you got to do. Um, just get a few, it'll help you get a few more steps in. It'll, it'll wake up your legs a little bit. Your body has to burn a few more calories to sustain life the more active that you are. So definitely consider just taking standing breaks throughout the day. And when I say that, a break from sitting, that is such a thing. Um, because sitting can be detrimental if we do too much of it. And again, we don't want to be super, super sedentary um, in our life in general, just from, from overall health standpoint, not just fat loss. I mean, just from our circulation, just being able to move and, and, and walking and, and from a postural standpoint as well. We definitely don't want to be sitting too much and not doing any movement to help balance that out. Okay. So that's just tip number one. Uh, another tip that you, you know, I'm going to touch on is, and I kind of mentioned it earlier, it's just going to be the amount of steps that you're getting every day. Um, 
Again, it, the if you do not have a fitness tracker, um, whether if it's Fitbit or an Apple or Android Watch or you know anything like that that can track your steps, most smartphones do have the capability to track your steps. I know most people don't go many places without their phone. Utilize that as much as you can, and if your smartphone can't, there are apps out there that will track your activity and they will track your steps. And they're pretty decently accurate. And again, it may not be 100% spot on, but it's going to give you a measuring stick and a marker to know, okay, this is kind of where I am today compared to yesterday, and this is where I need to be tomorrow. So you can kind of build off of that. So you're not kind of stuck like, you know, oh, well, it's not accurate. I'm not going to use it. Just use it as, you know, as what it is, right? Just a measuring stick to see where you are. And they're pretty decently accurate, I got to say. So even if you don't have a, a fitness tracker, Use that smartphone. I know most people aren't moving too much uh, without their phones. And like as I said, it's recommended to get about ten to 12,000 steps a day in. It makes a huge, huge difference. Again, that's that non-exercise activity thermogenesis. If you're getting 3,000 steps in a day right now and you up that to even six, that's doubling your activity, right? Get it to 9,000, get it closer to 10. It's going to make a big difference. Your body has to burn more calories to sustain life to, you know, to help you to keep going. So how can you increase your steps, right? If you know, especially if you know you're going to be sitting, I'm going to keep talking about sitting because it's, it's so important to understand that we need to be active and moving. If you're commuting to work, if you're driving to work, park a little bit further away from the building. Um, makes a big difference. You're getting, even if you're getting a few 100 more steps in on your, on your walk-in and your walk-out. If you park far enough away, you can get a few, you can maybe get another 1,000 steps in, right? It just makes a difference. It makes a difference in the long run. If you have inter-office mail in your, uh, in your office where you work, where that's where you can send something up to the third floor, someone will come pick it up and deliver it. it maybe everything can't be emailed. If you are allowed to, maybe walk it up there on your own, right? Instead of sending an email, walk over to someone and say, hey, you know, and kind of go over what you need to go over. Just taking every opportunity that you can to get those steps in. It makes a big difference. It goes a long way. Okay, another way that you can get, you know, more activity and more steps in is I know uh, some employers do provide 15-minute breaks. And I know in the past, companies have provided, you know, 15-minute breaks and some people would go smoke or do different things. Take a 15-minute walk break, right? Go outside, um, Go for a quick walk. Get a few more steps in. You know, it makes a big difference. Um, at one of the places that I work with now, um, one person in particular, and I, know, I know quite a few of them do it. They'll go out and walk during a break. But one in particular, she always tells me about our walks. Like whenever I see her, if I, if I happen to stop, stop by there, you know, she'll mention, oh, I did my walking today. I walked the parking lot this many times or I walked over to, you know, the 7-Eleven to, to get a bottle of water. and You know, just different things like that. You know, and it's it's really cool to see like the progress that she's made from that where she's been able to just get more and more steps in and she's been super, super active in that and she's just taking mass taking massive action, you know, over getting more steps in throughout the day. Right. So just finding different ways and opportunities to get more steps in will make a difference. And walking during whether it's fifteen minute break or even at the end of your lunch break getting some steps in, going for a walk. It kind of breaks up the day too, especially if the weather's nice. You can get outside, get out of the office and just, you know, you ate your lunch, go for a nice walk, take a few minutes. It makes a big 
difference, right? And if you don't feel like doing that, you may not always have motivation because yes, motivation does fade. Motivation is really just a mood at this point, right? It can fade, it can go away. You know, get a couple of coworkers that may want to go walking with you if you're at work or, you know, if you're at home or do you have a a family member, a relative, a friend, uh, a neighbor, maybe you guys can start walking together. You know, this stuff makes a difference, you know. Um, for people who have pets, and if, especially if you have a dog and you need to walk your dog, this is a great opportunity for you, right? I mean, I love dogs, right? We all know, <laughs> well, my opinion, at least dogs are amazing. You know, if you're going to walk your dog, right, maybe, maybe uh, you know, if you've been sending someone else to walk the dog or maybe if, if you're spouse walks the dog normally or one of your children walks the dog, maybe go with them to walk the dog. So now everybody can be can get active, you know, just take every opportunity that you can. It makes a big difference. Um, and it's a huge factor when it comes down to that, that um, non exercise activity thermogenesis, right? Because exercise is just simply planned physical activity, right? Whether you're going to the gym, you're going to go for a run, a bike ride, we're going to consider those things exercise, right? Let's say you're going to park a little further away. We're going to consider that, you know, that non-exercise activity, thermogenesis. Um, You know, if you're going to go shopping, especially I know this time of year right now, the time of this recording, we have the holiday season coming up and many people do shop. I know people shop online. Um, Listen, shopping malls are a great way to get exercise in because you're not thinking about the walking, especially if you like to shop and you're looking for something in particular. Um, Great way to get extra steps in. If you're going to go to a mall, you're going to go to a department store, Target or Walmart, wherever you may go, it kind of just breaks things up a little bit. It may not be as convenient as ordering from online, maybe an Amazon or something like that, but it kind of gives you an opportunity to get more steps in and be more active, okay? So definitely just focus on that, on being more active and taking advantage of those opportunities. Another strategy, you know, if you see, especially if you have children, and they are doing things that require physical activity. I know a lot of kids do. They run around, they play, and they jump and, and dance. Join in. You know, I mentioned on another episode, I had a client play one of those dance games with her children, and she would get activity. And again, you can consider that playing physical activity, but it's just another way for you to be more active outside of your traditional workouts, right? Outside of the things that you would consider exercise. And I do understand that not many people share share my feelings about exercise. I love exercise. I love being physically active. You know, so you want to find things that you enjoy. They're going to help you to stay active, especially, in, you know, in between your resistance training sessions. Okay. So do not overlook the non-exercise activity thermogenesis because it can help you get a few more hundred calories burned. It can help you you know, burn a few thousand more calories over the course of a week, right? It's just going to depend on on how active that you really, really are, you know? So just taking that into account that when we look at all the things that I mentioned before, obviously the nutrition and and the, the workouts that we're doing that we're planning out, like don't overlook this part of it. You know, it, it makes a big difference. I do have a client, um, named Mary. She trains with me twice a week. Typically, there have been a few weeks that she's coming three times, but for the most part, she is twice a week, very committed. Now, we'll say her nutrition is very solid. Um, she's very good about her eating, but we do it with, we do it with balance, right? She will 
treat herself, you know, here and there. And she'll, you know, have certain things that she wouldn't have on a daily basis or regular basis. But she balances it out with, you know, having good nutrition probably 90% of the time, as well as being active. And the crazy thing is with Mary, Mary is um, close to 50 years old and she's achieved great results training two times a week. She does no additional cardio sessions outside of what we do, outside of our training. She's not getting on a treadmill. She's not getting on a bike. I mean, from what she's told me, she hates that stuff. Right, she comes in. We got our lifting in. We do throw in some some higher intensity um, intervals sometime into our training, you know, using different things, using the battle ropes and things like that. But it's based off of a lot of resistance training and functional movements. And then outside of those sessions, she's not doing much. But the but her knee is really really high. Like she will send me pictures of her fitness tracker screenshots, or you know things like that where she's gotten twelve, thirteen, fourteen thousand steps in. Now, here's a person who is a mom. Um, she's, she's a mom of three children, and she has a busy schedule. She works, right? She, um, she has a business, and there are things that, you know, she has responsibilities. You know, she has responsibilities, so she doesn't just get to go walking all day long and different things like that. But she, what she does is she utilizes um, the opportunities that she does have. She, she'll walk more. You know, when she's when she's at work and through the office and to get things done. And I know, uh, you know, she'll take the train in. I'm just going by what she's told me. She'll take the train in. And even if you like if you've taken the, taken the train to a job uh, somewhere and maybe if you can get off at one stop early, that might be an extra two or three blocks. But if you're there early enough, that's extra steps. You know, just things like that that make the difference that add up over time. Right. Because guess what? If you're getting an extra, you know, 500 steps a day and an extra thousand a thousand steps a day in, that's five thousand more steps for the week. And, and you kind of build from there. And it may seem like a small number, but you build, you work your way up. So just kind of add from where you are and try to get more active. And I'm going to keep emphasizing the walking, because for the most part, if you're healthy enough, like Walking is going to be amazing for you. If you're healthy enough to walk, it's a blessing, number one. Take advantage of that. It's going, to, it's going to work wonders. Just burning a ton more calories over the course of a week will make a big difference. And then, again, if we're getting you from four or 5,000 steps a day up to 10,000, that's a major jump over the course of a five-day work week, right? We're making big, big jumps, big leaps. So just try to take advantage of that. And, and figure out ways that you can be more active even outside of your training sessions, right? Now, obviously, you still want to get your resistance training in. If you are doing interval training, that's awesome. If you're doing some longer steady-state cardio, you know, that's fine, too. That does have its place. But remember, your workout is typically probably up to an hour at a time in a day. And if you're working out, let's say, four days out of the week, right? The average person is super busy, Um there are 168 hours in a week. So understand that you have to balance that out. It's what you're doing all those other hours that are going to matter and make a big difference. So do not overlook, I'm going to keep saying this, the non-exercise activity thermogenesis. And just kind of think of a few ways right now as we're listening to, as you listen to this podcast, of how you can be more active. What opportunities do you have? 
you know, maybe you take the elevator up to the fifth floor, you know, maybe a couple times a week, take the stairs. If you can take the stairs every day, knock yourself out, take the stairs, like little things that you probably know, and you're probably aware of, you know, be mindful of them, be mindful of them, you know, just figure things out, figure out how you're going to get more steps in. And what I'm going to emphasize this again, start by tracking them, see where you are. If you don't have a fitness tracker, pop out your smartphone, If you, especially if you carry around a lot. I know I have an Apple, I have an iPhone. I can look in the, the health app. It'll tell me how many steps I have of getting in. Um, now, I don't carry my phone typically everywhere, but I do have a watch that tells me how many steps I'm getting. So I try to get at least uh, 12,000 steps in if I can. Now, that does include my workouts and things like that. But I'm getting those those steps in. I'm getting that activity in. And it's helping, you know, it goes a long way. I feel better and I feel vastly different on the days where I don't get as much activity, I'm going to tell you. Um, so you'll notice a difference. Energy levels in- increase. Obviously, again, the metabolic rate is increased and it makes a major difference. All right. So, guys, don't overlook that. Um, again, track it. See where you are. Pop out your phone. See how many steps you're at. And see how you can improve that. Make small changes at a time. You don't have to go straight to 10,000 steps, right? If you're at 3,500, say, you know what? I'm going to get myself to 5,000. Every day this week, I'm going to get 5,000. And the next week, maybe you add 1,000 steps or add 500 steps and work your way up. That's how, you know, you don't want to try to just go crazy extreme. It, it, can, it can be tough. It can burn you out a little bit sometimes. Some people can do it. But it may be tough for you to make that jump. All right. So, guys, non-exercise activity thermogenesis, or in other words, the calories that are burned outside of your workouts are going to be super, super important. And it's really, really overlooked, uh, especially when it comes to uh, your, your fat loss and your weight management. All right. But, guys, thank you so much for tuning in today. It was a quick one, but I, I definitely wanted to share that with you because when I was on... My trip, my neat was was super high. Um, I ate a little bit with a little more flexibility. Still lost a half a pound while I was away, which I th- think was thought was awesome. Um, considering a lot of people that I do know tend to gain a few pounds on a vacation. And t- again, it's typically water weight, and you're holding more food in your gut and sodium. But I actually lost a pound of body fat. I measured on my Empire device, uh, so it felt good to be able to do that. And I wanted to share that with you guys today. But if you like the podcast, guys, uh, please do leave a review, uh, you know, share it with your friends and family members that you feel like may find value in it. And also, please, if you want to contact me, you can reach me via email, Justin at J-A-Y-F-I-T-L-I-F-E dot com, Justin at JFitLife.com. Find me on Instagram at uh, Mr. That's M-R underscore J-A-Y-F-I-T. Same on Twitter as well. And reach out to me, guys. I do want to get some more feedback about the content that you uh, want to hear and and things you want to learn about. Um, But thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, be well, get moving, and track those steps. Pay attention to that meet.